Okay, can can one of you guys say hit it, Chris? Hit it, Chris. So oh, come on. hit it, Chris. When I'm ready, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah. And I'm here to stay. I'm not back. I'm better. Winds in the east. Miss coming in. Like something is brewing. About to begin. Welcome home. Hope you enjoyed your poop montage. It's going to be a party. This is what they do. Quitters never give up. Go ahead. Repping for all of Quitters Never Give Up. Check off Christopher. Check off Jen Pasquarini. Check off Lindsay. Check off. Hello, Drew. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. Because I said Quitters Never Give Up, and he said, that's all they do. Well, tías, ¿qué es esto? Tijuana, Mago. All right, welcome to 114. Uh, yeah. We are back, motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and say hi to all the quitters. Let's say what's up to producer Drew. Name, Andrew. Nickname, action. Home, Detroit. Profession, cop. Education, Harvard Law. Hobby, fighting crime. Hobby, Hobby. fighting crime. So on his off hours. Yes. Also fights crime. Weapon. You're looking at him. That's right, Drew, the human weapon. What's up? How you been? I'm Batman. <laughs> I've been good. No, it's good to be back. Let's go ahead and say what's up to Edwin. No one cares about Nobody Bugs cares. Bunny and Daffy Duck anymore. Sorry, Edwin. I just had to include how did this get made making fun of Bugs Bunny. Now that's triggering. <laughs> Let's say what's up to Lindsay. All right, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> Coming to us from headquarters. And right, let's say hello to Jen. Oh, yeah. Who is he again? Uh, he's like the piano player for that band, Nine Inch Nails. He's like some big, stupid rock star or something. Like Dave Matthews? Yeah, kind of like Dave Matthews. That clip's courtesy of Drew. Where's that from, Drew? Uh, the whitest kids you know. Uh, it also makes fun of Sublime, and it's great. If you ever find it, uh, look it up. All right. And of course, I'm Christopher. There's Chris, who tried to warn us about cats before it was too late. All right. Beware of cats. Right, Drew? Oh, yeah. I have them locked out of the room right now. <laughs> shall we jump into messages? Yeah. Let's give Steve a call, shall we? Quitters never give up. It's Steve. Got a question, Drew. On the Spotify podcast app, what's the catch? There's no catch. Thank you, Steve. Uh, that's referencing the commercial that Drew. That's what I thought. Yeah, uh... but my uh, yeah my my commercial for Spotify for podcasters. Come on, Ed. There's got to be a catch. There's no catch. Yeah, that's kind of that was the influence. We hear something. <laughs> we hear. We think of a drop. Definitely. Kevin and Bean have trained us. And, and um, Steve had a quite the break, didn't he? He was on every podcast, I think. Yeah, cup of tea and uh, Ralph report. And is there any others that I missed? I don't know. Well, he wasn't on Janky Town. Yeah, he needs, he needs to be on Janky Town, but but he did. He was the quizzer. He did have a TV tunes on the Ralph Report, and and then he had a sixty nine dollar donation with Topher Sheckler. So excellent work, Steve. Nice. All right, next message. Quarters, what up? It's Luke from the GuildedPlaylist dot com. Um, calling in with music commentary. You're not gonna believe it. The the Ralph Report. And Ali and Bean both played the freaking cover, the new, I, I, I can't even, what, the, the, I, I'm so flabbergasted by it. The Fallout Boy update to We Didn't Start the Fire, and both of the podcasts played it on the same effing day. What are we doing with our lives? Number one, that song sucks. And number two, 
how how does this thing happen can we all just branch out a little bit we, I, I know we just all cover the same stuff every day and th they're all morning zoo podcasts and i shouldn't expect so much but it's annoying we need to branch out we all need to listen to each other's stuff and just try not to repeat ourselves so much all right later thanks luke uh we weren't gonna talk about it but now we are going to talk about the fallout boy song <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I, when it came out, said this is going to be your uh, uh, jams and a cup of tea or whatever it is for this yeah. week. And yeah, it, it happened about two days later. Yeah. Bean and Allie didn't like it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, I, I figured you, you can't you can't go ahead and, you know, just smirch. I feel like I was going to say Billy Ray. Billy Joel's name. No, the piano man. Although the that Billy... That Billy Joel song isn't very good either. Just another very good song. But now I want to hear Billy Ray Cyrus do a cover of it. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I'm in for that. Get the get the AI up, Drew. Oh yeah, we don't even need Billy Ray for it. Exactly. Not not anymore. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we move on to a clip that needs no introduction or a flashback that needs no introduction? <laughs> Whatever that Whatever. segment's what called. Is what is it called? Not enough. Some of the K-Rock audience very, very sad today. Bean, I can't believe you're giving up on your blog. You're such a quitter. Just like Pluto. Pluto quit being a planet because it couldn't handle the pressure at all. <laughs> oh, I can't be a planet. I'm too small. Oh, I quit. So that, you want to be a quitter like your planet, Bean? Fine. Freaking quitter. I am proud to be in the company of Pluto. You're not in the company of Pluto. It's a rock. Yeah. That guy says I am. And now, a moment with Ralph. Why don't you get your uh, your ducks in a in a duck place first? <laughs> that was a moment with Ralph. What ducks don't belong in a duck place? Where else would ducks belong? Ha! Got you there, don't point. I? I hadn't thought of it that See? way. That's true. I know he annoyed a lot of people, but when Psycho Mike just starts laughing in the background, I find it hilarious. So good, yeah. MTV Europe Music Awards were given out last night. Justin Timberlake, blah, 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 blah. Did he win them all? Yeah. He won Best Male Artist, Best Pop Act, Best Something Something. Right on, Chili Peppers had four nominations. They only took home one award, however. Band Most Played on K-Rock. <laughs> the only award they walked away with. <laughs> I love when they make fun of that as well. And just so you know, this is uh, 2006. Yesterday, I got an email from our very own Kevin Ryder here in the Kevin and Bean Show. <laughs> that, that, the, the email was was interesting. It was about our, our, our upcoming uh, Christmas CD, which is very exciting. And then towards the end of the email, there was just a series of consonants. It was like, and I think with Kent C-N-X-R-R-G-K-Y-L-L-L-L-L. And then that was it. Then sent. Yeah. I saw that email, too. I wondered what was going on with that. Then he sends me a follow-up email later on in the day. Says, Sorry about the first email. I fell asleep while I was writing that first email. What? Yeah! <laughs> I went back later. Fell asleep in the midst of writing an email and somehow <laughs> sent it in his sleep. Would you just lay your head down on the keyboard? Yeah. That's how it read. It was like, oh, it was yes. KLG, KLGQRRRRRR8, Kai. And then I thought, ampersand, hell. I was supposed to send an email. I wonder if I did, because I didn't remember doing it. And I went and I looked in my sent box. And that's when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, what the hell just went on? It read like someone shot you as you were writing the email. And you were trying to spell out the murderer's name. I'm actually okay. You're not okay. No, Someone I'm falls asleep <laughs> writing an email. Uh, Dave does. Dave, the king of Mexico. Well, that's I'm what I'm love. saying. <laughs> I'm in love with my mattress. Hardly okay. Wow. That is kind of scary, by the way. Hey, it scared me. I had to go to the sent file to see it and see that I actually sent it. It's very interesting. How do you fall asleep writing an email? Oh, easy. You have a really comfy chair provided by Secret Labs. And when you sit in it and you put your feet up, you fall asleep at the computer, and I actually recently sent one off. I read it first, but it was wedding-related stuff. It just pressed enter to send because it was the gist of what it was. I didn't sign it or anything. I basically just, this, this date, that date, five, send. Comfortable chairs. I picture Kevin falling asleep on the keyboard, just drifting forward, pressing a bunch of keys, and then hitting, hitting enter with his big head. Mm -hmm. oh, there you go. 
All right. What was the name of the girl that wanted us to do some Royal France? Listener. She called in. Well, this is for her. Madonna's going to raise her newly adopted son, David, as a follower of the Kabbalah, she's announced. In fact, there are new photographs of a little 13-month-old Malawian David in New York City. And if you look very closely, you can see around his little Malawian wrist <laughs> a little red string bracelet. It ain't natural! Which is said to protect the wearer from the evil eye. What is the evil Are eye? Are people exactly? having a lot of trouble with the evil eye these days? That they need to start wearing <laughs> evil eye deflector bracelets? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Apparently, it's negative thoughts that anyone might w wish wish ill of you. So, if I walk by anybody and think bad thoughts uh, about them, I I'm giving them. I hope they have the evil eye. Bad okay. luck. You're giving them the evil eye with those thoughts. Are the evil but eye the, and the stink the, eye the same? But the uh, the stink eye is pretty close. To kind the of the same. Okay. Yeah. But the uh, bracelet will deflect those evil thoughts, Kevin. Okay. The evil eye will be warded off. So what will happen if Kevin thinks bad thoughts about you and you don't have the bracelet on? Do they don't they already don't come true just because he thinks yes, so what do you do have the bracelet oh. for? The evil the evil energy of the evil eye will be absorbed by you and it will affect your overall cosmos. <laughs> I need to learn something about the Kabbalah. I don't understand how it works yeah. at all. You know what you need to learn about the Kabbalah? It's the twenty first century and we're still <laughs> believing in effing voodoo like we live in caves. <laughs> Grow the F up, people. God damn it. It's like they're all wearing loincloths and trying to club a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> oh, the evil eye. I have to wear a bracelet to reflect the... Think about it! <laughs> You're wearing a string to deflect the evil eye. It's goddamn dark ages. Holy crap. <laughs> People believe in uh, mainstream religious, believe in prayer in I the 21st know. century. And there's a big guy in a beard in the sky watching over us, pulling all the strings. Come on, people. <laughs> oh, that's Santa Claus. Wake up. <sighs> Griffith Park Observatory wants me to make a reservation. Let's not even get into <laughs> that. Don't get me started. <laughs> that's a whole different topic. The world's got a lot of problems. <laughs> the world's all stems with that. <laughs> tomorrow, can I five talk yes. about the effing Griffith Park Observatory? Yes, tomorrow. Demanding right. I make a reservation to go see their BS building that nobody <laughs> wants to go see. Ralph, you don't have to go to the muse museum if you don't want to, or the observatory if you don't want to. They're just saying, if you do, it's crowded. But if crowded. I do want to go, it, it's not crowded. That's what I'm saying. I don't have to <laughs> make a reservation. Is, it's not. Guys, we'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> Freaking Griffin, you need to make a reservation. I'm catching Ralph's anger, though, because I saw that on the side of a bus. And no, I, that's all they, that's I all yelled they advertise now. Well, you need a reservation to get here. Screw you. I yelled at the bus. Well, You're not that busy. They don't want you to show up and not be able to get in because it's too bad. You could show up at peak hours <laughs> in the middle of the weekend, and there would be four people there with you. <laughs> during an eclipse. Yes. <laughs> if, the, if the sun was going out, and the only place you could see it from the group was the Griffith Park Observatory, you'd, you'd be able to swing a dead body and not hit another person. All right. Tomorrow, Ralph Rand. Jeez, crackers. I wonder if a lot of people wearing red string bracelets go there and then make reservations <laughs> at the Griffith Park Observatory. <laughs> Put a piece of string around my wrist. It'll help me ward off evil. It, why not just go full bore and just start chopping off chicken heads and having ceremonies and just go for it. Just get a crystal ball and wear a pointed hat and put Eye of Newt in a cauldron. <laughs> you whore. <laughs> Jesus. So I hate people so, so you, much. So you like it? You're fine with that yeah, then? Yeah, was cool. All right. <laughs> oh, the it? mic lap at the end right there. Whoa. That's when he knows yeah. good. Right? Wasn't that Madonna and Demi Moore that started that Kabbalah stuff? They they brought it to the, the mainstream public attention, but yeah. um, it, it's been around forever. I mean, I grew up in SoCal, and that was, that was a thing definitely amongst the beach communities, people. Oh, really? Non-celebrities did it, too? I mean, they thought they were celebrities, but yeah. they weren't, yeah. I only ever remember Madonna and, like, the, the red bracelet. Where's where's that? Uh, you see how white people do drop? Where are I going to find that? <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a white people thing. What year was that, uh, Jen? Uh, this is November 2006. Okay. Went back and started listening to what's the beginning on the archive. <clears throat> All right. And now we have the coup de, coup de caught. What? Let's uh, let's do. We haven't done this in quite some time, but Ralph has been ranting off the air a bit by something that bothers him a bit. So it's time for Ralph's rant. One man, 
one quest. He doesn't sleep until corruption and deceit is brought to the forefront. His crusade is to make right on all that is wrong in the world. A fighter for injustice, he will avenge us all. His name, Ralph Garman, and this is Ralph's Rants. What's bothering you, little fella? Freaking <laughs> Griffith Observatory. Oh, here we go with that again. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> Who the F do they think they are? Telling me I got to make a reservation to go see their crappy observatory that I don't want to go see anyway. Well, Here's the you thing. Don't have to, you don't have shut to go, up, Ralph. Shut up. You get <laughs> to talk all goddamn you. day. It's my turn now. Here's the thing. They're making a big stink out of the fact that, oh, we spent $400 billion to renovate the Griffith Observatory. And it's right. so spectacular now. Oh, no, no. But you can't just walk up here. No, you can't just drive up here and park your car and come in. you got to stay behind the velvet rope, mother effer. <laughs> you call us and ask us if we can. you can come to our little observatory, and maybe we'll let you. Maybe we'll get you in a little shuttle bus when you park someplace in Pasadena, and we'll shuttle you in and show you the magic of lights up on a ceiling. Do you know? Congratulations. <laughs> Do you know for a fact that they're not that busy? Because I don't. Have you I ever been to the Griffith Observatory? I think I went once as, I don't know. I went, I went when I first moved to Los Angeles and went there because it's a, it's a famous setting in a movie called Rebel Without a Cause, a famous James sure. Dean movie. So okay. I went up there to see the Griffith Observatory because I had always seen it in this classic Did you make an movie. appointment? Did not make an appointment. Okay. Drove my, my lame-ass uh, hoopty car right up there to the parking lot, <laughs> parked in the empty freaking parking lot, got out, looked around at all the emptiness with nobody being there, and I went in. That's what I did. And all I went right, back a couple me... other times to get stoned and watch Lazarian when they had like Pink Floyd night or the doors night or something. You go in there and you get stoned and you watch the lasers on the ceiling. Did you have to make an appointment music. then? Didn't have to make an appointment. I had to buy tickets to Ticketmaster. Parked my car right in the parking lot. Boom. Went right in. Watch now, it. here's the thing. The Griffith Observatory, they so tell us, has been closed for 27 years now. Why they renovated it? I think it's, it's four years. It's been closed for four years. Yes. Not one goddamn person in Los Angeles missed it. Nobody said, oh, mother effer. I went to go to the Griffith Observatory the other day. And you know what? It's closed. Why don't they tell us these kind of things? No one knew it was closed. No one cared. But now now that it's but, reopening, I gotta make a reservation because it's so effing special. Well, it's well, renovated. It, it's, well, it's, it's renovated. renovated. Would you they like do? to go up and see what they, they did? They put a new telescope in, Lisa? Is that what they did? <laughs> Nobody know. cares. I can't get reservations. It's too busy. Wallpaper, oh, that's, carpet. That's right, Lisa, because you know the stargazing craze has just <laughs> swept America. You see the popular TV shows on ABC like Stargazing with the Stars and all these other popular astronomy shows. America can't get enough astronomy. That's why they have to make a reservation because people are dying again to a place that nobody knew was closed in the first place. Okay, Ralph, let me just ask this question, please. Let me ask Ask this. If you wanted to go to the Griffith Park Observatory, if you're one of the people who says, hey, they're reopened, I'd like to go see it. Uh -huh. Aren't they doing you a service by letting you know ahead of time that, hey, don't just show up because you won't be able to get in because we're too booked? That, that, they're not too booked. Like, that's what I'm telling you. This is a manufactured ploy. They're trying to make you believe that the place is so jam-packed you have to make a reservation to get in. Trust me. I've been there. Eight people tops. <laughs> I've never been to the Griffith Park Observatory at one time. Tops, unless it's like some fifth grade class where they bring, they just drag the kids out of school and take them up there to the Griffith Park Observatory to show them the big telescope. That's the only time there's been more than eight people in that place ever. And now they're telling me that there's no possible way I can just drive my car and park in their parking lot and go in. Maybe it's time for a little undercover reporting on your part. Maybe drive there over is. there today and find out what's Maybe going on. Maybe I make on. a reservation and see if I can get behind the velvet rope to see the jam-packed okay. Griffith Observatory. <laughs> what about somebody who has some Where's the evidence? demand for this? Where's the demand for the Griffith Observatory? It's so massive out. in a giant building on top of a mountain in Griffith Park. They can't handle a few people. We got uh, Greg on the line from Hermosa <laughs> Beach who works at the Griffith Park Observatory. How about that, Ralph? So at least we'll hear what he has to say. Greg, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. Ralph is very steamed at your place <laughs> of business right now. Kevin Bean, Lisa May, Ralph, I am so disappointed in you, man. All right, answer the question. Is it that Address busy? Address the arrogance of the Griffith Park Observatory, <laughs> if you would, please. Listen. Is it that busy that you have to make uh, an appointment, or is that just an advertising ploy? No, you have to make an appointment. That was one of our new policies when we right. renovated it. Exactly. You have to make an appointment it. because you people say you have to make an appointment. <laughs> That's the only reason you have to make one. Ralph, listen, the Griffith Park Observatory is not the kind of thing where it's like a museum and exhibit. You actually go and you sit down and you see a show, and unfortunately, we have so many people trying to see it that you can't just walk in and we let you in. I find that hard like to believe, that. Greg. 
Look, you have to believe Greg. He I, works there. That, that's why you can't you believe have him. Been there. He's you lying know. for his bosses. So of who course do you he believe? is. <laughs> hey, let me let me ask you a question. Why do I have to take a shuttle bus up there when I used to be able to park my car at the Griffith Observatory? Uh, there was some there was some problems with parking and just and vandalism and stuff. You've been up there, man. You know how nice it is up there. You can you can go up and see the view and hang out. You don't have to make a reservation to do that. But I can't you park can my totally car. Do. I can't park my car there, can I? No, you can't park your car. Well, when you were spending your forty billion dollars in the renovation, <laughs> maybe you should have renovated the freaking parking lot so I could park there. Watch your language, Ralph. That was close. I said freaking. Yeah, I know, but it was close. You can't even walk up there or bike take your bike up there without making a reservation to see the magical kingdom of the. <laughs> Park Observatory. You can't take your bike up there without a reservation, Greg? No, you can take your bike up there, but good luck climbing that hill. Okay, uh, you got to take a shuttle bus right, now because it's the new listen, improved Griffith Observatory. We're, we're almost out of time, Greg. How, how many days in advance do you have to buy a ticket if you want to go up there and see it? You can do it one day in advance. Right now when we're busy, I'd suggest giving it at least four to five days in advance. Now okay. they're, they're in the busy season? Is this the busy star <laughs> looking at season, Greg? This is all bogus. In season. Like, Greg's bogus. You're lying. There's no season for looking at the stars. Well, it's probably busy now because it's all new. Because everybody People missed it so much. They said, oh, finally, it's open. I've been waiting for four years to get up there and look at Venus. Greg, are you <laughs> telling me that if we drove up there today at, say, I don't know, 2 p.m., it would be too packed for us to get in? Well, it's not open yet. Right, it's tomorrow, it right? might not be too packed, guys, but they will not let you in without a reservation. You're not allowed to drive up there, first of all, Kevin. You couldn't drive up there. You'd have to take a shuttle bus. Well, I'm Hollywood and Highland. So, I don't know why you're so angry about that. It's like the Getty is the same way. You can't drive up to the Getty, and that's that's even nicer than that. Because people know? actually want to get into the Getty, Greg. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what the problem is. <laughs> you're kidding yourself with this whole Griffith Park Observatory thing. No one even knew you were closed, Greg. <laughs> you had to make a big stink about the fact you were open because no one realized you had closed. <laughs> Stop pretending you're special with your reservation and, oh, you can't get in to see it. You're not Hyde. It's not, it's not a nightclub where people are dying to get in. Ralph, what I if you're wrong? You down for one person tomorrow, and I'll even make sure a personal little driver is down there at the bottom so you don't have to take our stupid little shuttles, okay? No, yeah, put me down for one, and when I get there and I'm the only guy looking at the stars, I'm going to punch somebody in the head. <laughs> Greg, we're out of time. Thank you for the call, though. We appreciate it. Good luck with the observatory, my friend. Make a reservation. Oh, better make a reservation. Oh, it's so busy. Oh, everyone's dying to look at the sky. Ralph, you have to do that at restaurants, too. Why does it make you so angry? Because restaurants, again, Kevin, there's there's 30 tables there, and people actually want to get in there and eat something. Nobody wants anything the Griffith Park Observatory is selling. Trust me. No one knew they were closed for four years. Nobody cares. Stop pretending there's a big demand for what you're selling, Griffith Park Observatory. So food more popular than space is what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying (laughs) on every level. We should make people make a reservation to listen to this show. That's right, because so many people want to listen. There's only so many radios available. (laughs) Uh, You don't need a reservation to go to Grove Park anymore or to the observatory. Oh, really? They changed their ways. Yeah, I don't see it on the website anywhere. Yeah, me neither. It's probably because not too many people were going. Mm -hmm. Probably. Here's what uh, Bean has to say about Uranus. Bend over. It's time to take a trip through Uranus. I was waiting for them to bring up Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> You've been sitting on that for a month. I have. <laughs> That's John from the same that. show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All Many right. Speeds on Uranus can exceed 900 kilometers per hour. <laughs> I pulled all my Uranus <laughs> clips and they didn't make the joke. Sorry. The listener, Jenny, is the one that requested the um, Ralph France. So there you go, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. All right. Shall we do the week that was? Sure. Wait, that's me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> one, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. <laughs> 2012. Oh, that's our Kevin. We'll find out soon what Kevin was up to. This was one of my proudest moments as a, I, I guess they call me a contributor sometimes. The uh, Spider-Man reboot, The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield was coming out. So what I did is send a bunch of clips to Ralph and he turned them into a game. So here's one of the examples of 
my clips being turned into a game. Well, one of the games we've been playing for these tickets is I've been playing you clips from the 60s Spider-Man cartoon series. Uh, it's one of Spider-Man's famous villains. Okay. I play a line of dialogue from the animated show, and you have to identify which one of Spider-Man's villains it is. Last hour, it was Electro. Here is this hour's Spider-Man villain piece. Today, I rule the swamps. Tomorrow, the world. Yeah. Today on the swamps. Tomorrow, the, the world. I missed my call. I should have been a voiceover artist in the 60s, man. Should have. had good times. I want to thank uh, listener Edwin, by the way, D. Miller, who put this together for me. I appreciate it. Uh, call now, 1-800-520-1067, if you know the answer to who that was. And uh, we'll give you a pair of passes to the North American red carpet premiere of The Amazing Spider. The first Gillian, is that correct? No, or? the first. Just the first Only one. Only the first one. Answer my trivia question. I believe Andrew on line three may know. A dude is calling? Stop it. Andrew, who uh, who said that clip we played from the 60s Spider-Man cartoon show? The lizard. Huh? Oh, <laughs> my God. the hell? That's right. Uh, what's what's going on with you? You, you got the phone lizard. up your ass. What's happening? Can we play that lizard clip one more time for people? Today, yeah. I rule the swamps. Tomorrow, the world. Congratulations, Andrew. You're going to see the amazing Spider-Man at the red carpet premiere. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. All right, hold on. We'll give you all the details. The lizard, lizard. He's saving it for the for the night. He's saving oh, it for God. seeing Spider-Man. He's saving so it his whole life. Unbelievably high right now. Yeah, that was a very fun day for me because Ralph was nice enough. He mentioned me every time they did the game, and they did it like four times. Nice. Yeah, it was very fun. Very exciting. Let's go, Kevin. Instead of blowing people up, he played poker in 2012. This was great because it kind of recaps some of his other adventures with poker. Well, I, I don't even want to say anymore. Let's see how Kevin plays poker. So I come back from dinner. I sit down at my table. They deal the cards. I get ace-king suited, which is the second best hand that you can get. And I'm thinking to myself, this is fantastic. This is it, baby. Yeah, because other people are betting, and that's the best case scenario. You want other people to bet when you have a great hand because that way there's more money out there. And there's probably $200,000 out in the pot. Wow. And I haven't bet yet. And I have Ace King suited, which is fantastic. Ace King of Hearts. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the math. You look at how much money is out there and, and the percentage of chance I'm going to win. This is my move. This is the one. If I make this move, I'm in the top 10 without trying. Unbelievable. Right. So I reach down to grab my chips and I hear, what are you doing? <laughs> it's that dude again. And I say, leave me alone. I'm playing. And it wasn't that dude again. And it was a guy going, those are my chips. <laughs> Yay! What? what? So, I said, Did you sit so I said, what? <laughs> and then I got that flush like that oh. comes over you like, okay, what's he talking about? And then I look around the table. No one. I recognize no one. You're sitting no. at the wrong table. I sat down at the Kevin. wrong table. Oh, no. And I played like three hands with this guy's chips. Oh, what the yeah, hell? It was like, so So now I'm just thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> and the guy's like, those are my chips. What are you doing? And he's making a big stink. And the, the dealer calls floor. And you never want to hear that because now that's the manager that comes over. And he has to figure out what to do with the, with the deal mm. or whatever. If there's a question that the dealer can't handle. So they come over, and now I feel like a total asshole because chips, it's all about your chips, and I'm playing somebody else's. Are you I, giving him more chips? Can't do that. Oh, you mean am I winning? No, I just that was the second or third hand. I was oh, going right. to push all in. I was going to risk all of his chips. <laughs> so so I look around, nah, no, it's not. And then the, then they go, are you even in this tournament? And I said, yes, I'm in. Now I'm getting angry cause at myself, but yeah. angry. So it's I have embarrassing. To show, I have to show them my paperwork and everything, and they go, you're in uh, – you're at table 43 here. That's You're supposed to be at table 42. So oh, I had to stand Kevin. up. And so now they have a meeting where they go, can he continue? What do we do with the hand that we just dealt? Well, we're going to have to call it a misdeal. Uh, can he still continue on his? And they have this big meeting. And then they finally allow me to, to play my hand at the other table. So now I'm sitting at the very next table to where this with happened. With that same hand? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. That got that. Oh, got, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'm sitting at the very next table. So everybody at the table that I was sitting at playing the wrong guy's money 
was, you know, looking at me and they la- witnessed the, the whole, whole thing. table was laughing and I'd see them look over at me and they were all laughing. And I just thought, oh, my God. Doesn't something like this happen to you all every the time. time? I don't you know play? why. I, so I, they had to stop the play. For yes, you. they had to stop the turn. Not that, not the tournament, but the, right. that table had to get the floor over, and then he had to talk about what to do about that hand. And everybody else was like, "But I lost. But I put money in there, so they made everybody take the money back. Then they took me over to my real table. They double checked my license and all of my. I mean, this was a big deal. It's a big deal, yeah. And I'm, had I been sitting there playing, now the, and the other guy whose money I'm playing is livid. He's so angry that the tournament would let that happen. Yeah. And I'm now sitting at the other table, and they're laughing at me, and I'm just thinking to myself, holy God, I did it again. Last year I walked away. I thought I lost. And they, That's right. That's oh, what it was. And, and they ran won. after me, and I had won that hand. And, and you I didn't were a total dick, too. Right? Yeah, I was. At that, <laughs> on that one, I was. This one, though, I realized immediately, like, oh, my God. Um, that was, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I kept saying to him, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, uh, and I went out a, a couple of hands later. I just, Oh, no. I couldn't do it. Kevin, sharp, sharp as a tack, as they say. <laughs> Can you imagine that poor guy comes to play his hand? What are you doing there? I'm surprised he didn't get jumped by the guy. I mean, I've seen some things in casinos. That's, that's, geez. Like, when he's saying the man's livid, I mean, whoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin has a history of just getting in the wrong yep, car. Exactly. In the yeah, wrong I was going to say. Marin needs to watch out. Make sure he's at the right oh, ceremony. Get a note to him. Yeah. Please take <laughs> me to this church. I'm marrying Marin. Uh, let's have Lisa sum up this uh, this whole situation. I did well. I ended up making a pretty decent amount of money. Really? Yeah, I made like $5,000. That's awesome. Which is good. But why does it always have to come with that kind of embarrassment? Because you're Kevin. But... <laughs> Kevin, God damn it! Why, how come I have to sit down and play? No one else did that. There were in the three, whole entire tournament. There were three thousand people in that tournament. No one else played somebody else's <laughs> chips. So I did all right, but it wasn't. Oh, that's our Kevin. It wasn't the guy yelling at me that I thought it was, and I was sitting at the wrong table playing the wrong chips. We expect nothing less. So you're right, Lisa. We expected nothing less. <laughs> This was, I believe, the second year that Kevin and Bean went to Comic-Con. So that gave Omar an excuse to make some great jingles. If you want to be at Comic-Con, you can win passes right now at 1-800-520-1067. Hit it, Steve. How much higher are you going to talk? (laughs) (laughs) You can win tickets. It's a, a Comic-Con test is what it is. Uh, quick question. Who knows what that jingle is based on? Uh, about Comic Chameleon or Khan from uh, Wrath of Khan? Wrath of Khan? Boy George. Boy George? But at the end, is yeah, it yeah, Khan? Like in the That's from Khan. Okay, I'll give you a half credit. I, I said Comic Chameleon. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, he did. He got both both references. Well, if this was the uh, the Gilded playlist, you would be winning right now. Oh yes. Next up, he did another song that was a little <laughs> bit better. to compliment Omar on that intro until he got to that part. That's much better than the other one he was I doing. Agree. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that was good until he insulted us all. By the way, you notice Omar, he's, he's biting on me. I brought the Amazing Spider-Man back, the old cartoon, now he's doing it. So, come on, Omar. Yeah, that's an amazing it's theme. It's great. I, I love that theme. It's probably the best 60s theme. It's also a very interesting even, show. Even if you watch than... it, it's very, got a very jazzy soundtrack to the whole thing. The incidental music, yeah. very fascinating. 
Okay, so here's someone calling in to try to win tickets. Carla, she's a spitfire. I love her. Let's try Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi. Hi, Carla. Hi. It's a girl. <laughs> Dr. You're Do- a girl. Dr. John, <laughs> you're a girl. <laughs> Burn. I accept your Face. <laughs> Here's your secret identity, Carla. Dr. Donald Blake. Dr. Donald Blake becomes what superhero? I want to give it to her just for you're a girl. Yeah, please give them to me. No, for you're no, no, you have to give us the answer, though. Gotta know what superhero we're talking about. I don't, I, I don't know, oh. but I really want to please. The Mighty Thor, I'm sorry, sorry. Donald That's Blake. That's what I said, the Mighty <laughs> Thor. That's what she said. You thought she said, I don't know, but she said the Mighty Thor. Oh, right? oh my bad, my mistake. Sorry. Oh, All right, like we got time. I wish she was down there at Comic Con. We have extra tickets, but we got rules. I know. We got the, we got the commissioner <laughs> listening in. Commissioner's yeah, looking over our Don't cross the commissioner here. Sorry, Carly. You should have won for that answer. That was very funny. Okay, so... Kevin and Beam were busting the chops of the local news because there was a heat wave and they were doing those dumb stories where they talked to people on the street. They fill up 15 minutes of every newscast with this every time it gets over 100 degrees. What up? And they go into like a, a drink store, somebody that already has a drink in their hand. They go, how are you going to keep uh, How are you going to keep cool? I'm going <laughs> to drink this. <laughs> and they waste no interviews either. They put everybody on whether they have something to say or not. But we have our own reporter. He is a retired local news reporter named Doug Kriegel. Doug Kriegel from Channel 4 is back with us. Doug Kriegel from Channel 4. We've hired him on as our our part-time reporter for instances like this when the heat gets to be just too much. Good morning, Kevin and me. How are you guys doing? We're fine. We're fine, Doug. How's retirement been? Do you miss doing the Channel 4 news? I'm so glad to be back and out working for you guys because I really miss being a reporter. Straight and talking to me. I didn't well, hear the end of that, but uh, you're not we uh, out interviewing people at drink stores all over Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious about that reference. What is a drink store, Kevin? You know, stores where they sell drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Yeah, that was a real guy, Doug Kriegel, and he talked very similar to that. Ralph exaggerated just a little. And that yes, sounded like the boss from Monsters, Inc., if you've ever seen that movie. <laughs> like, that's straight up all I could imagine the entire time. I told you this guy's um, before, but I had to train him. He left his whatever news pastor in 2010 and came over to work at AOL and Patch. Really? And, oh, my God. He just did not understand computers at all. I mean, it was so many conversations on the phone. I'm like, do you want to meet and I can walk you through it? He's like, no, 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 I got it. And. Wow, I never expected expected a Doug Kriegel story to come out of this. Is that an almost famous story? Very much so. You got to call that into Bean. Okay. Bean remembers Doug well, Kriegel. But you actually met him, huh? right? Did you meet him? Yeah, I just trained him. Yeah, that, okay. that's his famous story. Oh, yeah, that's too okay. famous. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> but Edwin can call in because Edwin knows yeah, Jen. Yeah, do that. Who knows doing Doug it. Kriegel. There you go. Okay. Also, that that reminds me of this. The journey is usually the part that you remember, anyways. That that's just the. Best. That's his daughter. Yeah. I still laugh at that. It's old as fuck, but it's still laugh at it. So the Kevin mentioned the drink store. That was pretty funny. So a little bit later, Ralph brought it up again. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna run to the drink store. Everybody need anything? <laughs> I'm gonna pick something up for myself. Everybody want anything from the drink store? <laughs> while I'm there? Where, where is the drink store cola, that you introduced us to? Some uh, water, some Gatorade. They got everything. <laughs> drink no store. Anything you can about. drink. They have it there. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> the drink store. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Kevin introduced us to the drink store earlier today, and I can't get over it. I didn't get I'm much obsessed sleep. with the drink store. Thank you. All right. I'd go to a place called the drink store. It sounds great. It just sounds like a liquor store to me, to be honest. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a bar, too. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that would make a great bar. The drink store. Let's meet at the drink store. Now... A couple of things that happened that, I, like I said, I was still listening to old Kevin and Bean shows. So uh, Ted came out. That was the Seth MacFarlane movie that Ralph was in. So that was in June 29th, 2012. And here's something else that happened. This was when Johnny Depp started dating. Um, oh, shoot. What's that girl's name? Amber Heard. So they were surprised because she had previously said she was a lesbian. And they did a whole call-in topic that was, you should look this up, guys. Uh, June 11th, 2012. Look up the segment. It's fascinating. So they took calls from people that 
they thought they were straight. They met someone suddenly. They changed. It was a really interesting segment. So here's Daphne talking about that. Daphne, what what happened? How'd you go gay, sweetheart? Um. Well, I, you know, I was straight. I didn't even explore. I wasn't interested. I wasn't turned off. I just wasn't interested. Right. And my um, my boyfriend moved away for work, and my father fell really ill, and she was there. She was my best friend's lover. She was your best friend's lover. So your best yeah. friend is lesbian, and that was her girlfriend? Correct. Okay. And you guys met and Sparks? It wasn't. No, 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 no. We were friends. We oh, were okay. friends for years. Okay, but at some point there were Sparks. Not until probably six months before I acted on it. Okay. All right. And then when but you did act on it, what was what was your feeling? What what change did you go through? Um, it was intense. Um, you know, the the hardest part wasn't my internal; it was the external. It was what it was the flack people gave me, family and uh, friends. Yeah, sure. Did you try to fight your romantic and sexual feelings for a woman just because of a, a the external feelings and b because you thought, hey, I'm straight, this isn't the thing I should be doing? No, I wasn't raised that way. That's good because women are better. But, yeah. but you just felt yourself falling for her. How long were you together? We're still together. We're still together. For four and a half years. Four and a half years. Wow. Well, right. yeah. So you yeah. found someone serious in your life, and this is your first and only girlfriend. First and only girlfriend. That's I wild. haven't even kissed another girl. And mm. I, I don't, it's kind of weird. I, I do trip. I'm, you know, am I a lesbian? Am I bisexual? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that it doesn't really matter. You don't nearly need a label. Are you happy is the question. Um... Uh oh. <laughs> Wrong question, Kevin. I'm sorry I asked it. Kevin, Kevin. thanks for calling. <laughs> We're almost out of that one. Wow. <laughs> I thought um, she was yes, she Why ask one question when you can ask one question too many? Oh, he needs to, they need to end their interviews one question earlier from now on. That's just wow. Yeah, I isolated that last part. Oh, my Jesus. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. The funny thing is, of course, when you when you pull clips, so I pull a clip and I'm looking at the clip as I'm editing. I'm like, oh, there's the um, and there's this huge pause. <laughs> the, oh, well, things did not go as well as they had hoped. Anyway, like I said, look that day up. It was um, July 11th, 2012. Fascinating conversation. And then someone even topped that one. All right, we promised Lewis some time. Oh, he Stephanie, is up next. that's a good one, too. <laughs> on line four, Lewis, thanks for calling the Kevin Abid Show. What's the deal, dude? Hi, guys. This is Santa Monica. All right, now we do have time for Stephanie on line I'm one. I'm so happy our, he called. Our final call on this topic. That guy hey, pranks us, and we love it, by the way. Yeah, Samuel, doing work again. You know he made some fantastic story that they were just so interested in, and he got him, gave him the he, old Santa Monica. He is the patron saint of prank calls. He's so good at it. Right? Okay, last couple of things. We have some celebrity birthdays that kind of have a slight thing to do with Kevin and Bean. July 12th, that's Richard Simmons. Uh, me and Christopher were talking about this the other day. So in the showbiz beat, uh, Bean started playing some various Richard Simmons drops that we've heard a lot over the years. Richard Simmons, the fitness guru, is 64. How come you're not playing any Richard Simmons audio for me today, Bean? You had no Richard Simmons for me? I just, I wonder at some point if anybody even knows who he is anymore. <laughs> that usually doesn't yeah. stop me, but... <laughs> no, I just, really. Oh, now, oh. I, now I hear some ugliness in your voice. Where was that state of mind when the Claude Aiken drops were being thrown around so liberally? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Give me my key by Linda. Give me that. Well, you all have a wonderful morning, and I hope you listeners will get a sweat into the oldies three. Remember to take care of your health. It's the only thing you have. Bye, Pete. Bye, Linda. Thank you. <laughs> I got to be Pete, by the way, just for the record. Yeah, Richard Simmons would go on Kevin and Bean quite a bit in the old days. So they had a lot of a lot of funny drops. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> loves that one. I, I say, do we need to get him like some air or something? Like he's having an issue down there. Sounds like Jug Doug Kriegel. Jug Doug okay. Kriegel, huh? Drug, yeah, Drug Kriegel. That's his. <laughs> it's his drug selling brother. Last one, Patrick Stewart. 
he has a drop that Kevin and Ben used all the time. Today's celebrity birthdays. Patrick Stewart is 72 years old. I'm giving you a zero for the day. And, of course, I know him as Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek The Next Generation. Appropriate for the Comic-Con week celebration. And uh, that's the week that was, guys. Back to you, Steve. Excellent. Excellent. Richard Simmons just would always crack me up. I remember him from the 80s, and it just always, always hilarious. He was such a strange celebrity because he was a fitness guru, but he didn't look all that fit. But he had a good personality. Interesting guy. Yeah, and like, I, I think he was the first person that was like in health and fitness that was like, it's okay the way you are. Let's just try and help you get healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jane Fonda and all the other people were trying to get you like in this, uh, un, you know, unreasonably good shape. And he was just, let's get you moving. He made it a very specific point to have the people who are doing the routines with him on the show be average people and not be or trainers who could do that sort of stuff every day in. And it was, yeah, he did actually set that trend. Yeah, he was way ahead of his time, but also hilarious. Just both sides. Well, you remember when he would go on Letterman. (laughs) He had great chemistry with Letterman. Letterman, any talk show he went on, he was just gold. But, all right, shall we do the podcast roundup? Please. Are you ready for dumb inception? Nailed it. You get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky. Podcast. There's no medley. It's P dominant. All right. On the podcast roundup, let's get started with the Cupatina chat. Let's start with episode 400. They celebrated 400 episodes this week with the live episode. Okay. No idea. I don't know what kind of game producer Aaron is playing here, but we are apparently not involved in it. Apparently we are not part of it, but apparently we are on the air. We are live, I guess. Are people seeing us? We think people, there's Aaron now. He's laughing at us. Okay, we can't hear you now, Aaron. We can't hear you at all. Maybe I should unmute myself. Hey, 400, this is where we crash and burn. I love it. So they can see you right now. Wave to everybody. They can see you. I promise you they can see you. Okay. All right. Are we not allowed to hear any of the audio on the show? Or how is the plan here? We'll see what happens. You know, we're going to fly by the seat of our pants. Okay. Uh, So you already played my big intro with the Cup of Tea song and all of that, right? That's already aired. So I should really start the show is what you're saying. All right, you're frozen now, Aaron. You are gone. Oh, no. Just, this, is this has shades of 100. This has shades of the episode 100 oh, podcast, shoot. doesn't it? So, it, okay, that one says that should, that clip shows a lot of errors that happened on the show, just like here. Well, um, yes. Yeah, but it was a good show, right? A few technical yeah. errors. I, I, I fell for Aaron because I actually knew the errors he was making. And it's something we've rehearsed things for live. And when it comes down to crunch time, you push the wrong button or someone's internet, like his goes out halfway through. It's just, it becomes a nightmare. So I actually felt really sorry for him the entire time, especially when Jimmy Pardo got brought on and did not give the guy any bit of sympathy whatsoever. Yeah, he, he kind of roasted him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about Drew the whole time. I'm like, yeah, that's what Drew does. You know, he's trying to get things going, and then this thing goes wrong over here. All right. uh, During our break, we all kind of had a lot of activity on the podcast. Drew had a call in. Lindsay had a call in. Edwin had a call in. I got a call in. I'm going to play my personal Medusha, but only because, you know, I can't play everybody's. But I'm only going to play mine because of the context that happens afterwards. I just want to get your guys' opinion on it. We have a yeah. delightful two-part personal minutia jingle. So this is our friend Christopher, who is one of the co-hosts of the Quitters Never Give Up podcast. Yeah. And he sent us an intro for personal minutia and an outro. So oh, come on. hit it, Chris. Already in. 
Come and listen to my story about a man named Bean, a wealthy OAP and a tiny lady alley. Chatting one day while a sipping on some tea, and up through the ground come a bubbling minutia. Personal minutia, that is. Minutia of the personal variety. Okay, we, we ain't got time for the whole thing. But, um, so that's the part of it. It's based on the Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies had an intro and outro to the, to the show. Um, but here's what Ali says at the end. A cup of tea and a chat personal minutia segment. Come on. Come on, right? Come on. Good stuff, Chris. Good stuff. Are you so jealous of that deep voice? Of course I am. I what do I always yeah. say? I could have made something of myself in radio if I had a voice like that. No, that was very, very good. So right there, complimenting my deep voice. Just going into it. And then it gets a little weirder on the outro. So good vacation, good to be back. Take us home, Christopher. Well, now it's time to say goodbye to Bean and all his pugs. I'd like to thank you folks for kindly dropping in. You're all invited back next week to this locality to have a heaping helping of their personal minutiae. Minutia, that is. Set a spell. Take your shoes off. Y'all come back now. You hear? Do Very you cool. remember the bears that used to play at Disneyland and they had the little guitars? The yeah. country bear the jamboree. Country bear jamboree, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's essentially our country bear jamboree. <laughs> I love it. I love he it is. so much. So, deep voice, and now I'm her country bear jamboree, and we all nice. know how she feels about bears. Right. I feel a little bit of the pressure on here. Um, Somebody's getting a hug. <laughs> <laughs> That's high praise. He compared to the country bear jamboree. Big Al was the name of that bear, by the way, with the deep voice. <laughs> nice. Fun fact. <laughs> the irony of all of this, though, that like you, a K Rock fan, a music snob, a, not a natural country lover, a Mexican <laughs> would put in this, what would put in this jingle. That's just it seems so anti you in all ways. I love it so much. But it's TV. It's yeah. old TV. Actually, I never really watched the Beverly Hillbillies. Okay, so would, you're... I would hear the theme. You're proving I my point. And change the channel. <laughs> they had a cement pond. Wait, did you say you would listen to the theme and then change? That's yeah. awesome. I, I, I couldn't get into that show. That show was a little too too weird. Monsters, uh, Gilligan's Island, all that shit. I would watch. I'd watch hours of it and then come back at the end of the episode just to hear the outro just because it was hilarious to me i always said i always thought at the end he was saying don't come back now you hear and i'm like well that's kind of rude saying <laughs> y'all get off now. my land don't you see you know as a kid i'm like guy that's kind of mean why would you think it's don't come i back? don't know i didn't know what y'all was i'm like why is he telling me not to come back we need to have a therapy here. session that's what needs to happen no, once I realized it, I'm like, okay, Jed, I like you. You like me. So when you heard that, did you never watch the show again until you figured <laughs> out what y'all meant? And no, I, I still watched show. it. I was just insulted. By the way, they're showing that on MeTV nowadays. You're right. It does not hold up. Yeah. It, it didn't hold up in the 80s. It yeah. was pretty bad. It was really bad. But the but theme anyway. song does hold up. No, I was just to say, back in, back in those days, the um, intros and outros, they told a story. And, yeah. you know, and then you get, you know, get into 2004 and you have Lost where it's like one little sound and that's it. So, yeah, there's no there's no time for their theme songs anymore. Mm -mm. You know? uh, I want to I just want to play Lindsay's personal minutia jingle because it was pretty awesome. Personal. Personal. Personal minutia. Lindsay from her car, trying to get some air. Bean is ranting about Allie's crazy hair. Allie needs to enter some Street Fighter tournaments. Make a million dollars without even earning it. Bean don't have to count to know he's worth a billion. You know what bigger number? He's worth a gillion. Personal. Personal. Personal minutia. Wow. There you go. Wow. Was she hit by something at the end? What <laughs> happened there? I don't know. Hold on. What was that? 
I think she oh. was doing. She was doing like you know, GMC for show does. Yeah, you cut her off, done. so I thought she got hit. Oh no, I think that she's come on, Bean. The, you got you got to let the whole thing play. Let the lady play. Awesome. That was brilliant. I loved it. Amazing. <laughs> so good. All right, let's go over to Fat Man on Batman uh, or Fat Man Beyond. We've never really covered this. Um, I listen to this podcast regularly. It's with the. Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, they go over geek stuff. It's a really long thing. But what's hilarious is this episode, Kevin was writing. I love to ride on the drinking board. I'll have a blue milk. What? Oh, my gosh. It's going to go. That's how we treat the sponsors, man. I eat blue chew. I use Manscaped. So I fucking should drink a blue milk. We're sure it's vegan, though. No milk in it or anything? There's no milk. Yeah, there's no. It's all fruit. It's called blue milk, but it's a lie? Yes. Oh, my God. Look at the straw glows like a lightsaber. Oh, that's a... It's not a straw. Yeah, you need an actual straw. say... Oh, this straw doesn't glow at all. No. All right, man. We're going to fuck tonight. Fuck. That's pretty good. I haven't had weed in 23 weeks, but I might get fucked up tonight. <laughs> I'm going to start being honest real soon. You know what I really think about the Flash? No. So that's just the start. There's a whole bunch. He has three blue milks. They, they do the podcast from the Scum and Villainy Cantina in Burbank. It's basically a Mos Eisley Cantina uh, yeah. remake. Uh, but he does. He has like three or four of them. They're basically blue Hawaiians, I guess. Or Josh said it was rum, which is why I thought it was. You rum. can do it with rum. So there's the blue milk of Tatooine, and then there's a blue milk. And if it's actually the blue milk of Tatooine, that's the original with the gin. But they do it with rum, which is just would be just standard blue milk. The the gin will mess you up. Nice. This one to give him slow. A mayor in Mexico married alligator. An alligator. <laughs> I can't believe this picture. He's in love with this alligator. He's kissing the top of the alligator's head, and it's in a wedding dress. This world is falling to shreds. That's alligator. Must be pissed. <laughs> Stop kissing my head. I'm going to kill you. As soon as we get home. Here's part of the story. A mayor of a small Mexican town has wed a crocodile. Yes. <laughs> This is a ritual between two communities, the Huaves and the Chuntales. Tradition has it that centuries ago, the two groups had frictions, which were overcome when- They had frictions. Frictions. Oh, there was frictions. Which were overcome when a Trontal <laughs> king married a princess of the Huave group. Today, the mayor represents the former, and a crocodile, the latter. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? She's what? the worst laugh ever, and why is that? What happened? Like, why does the... Where did the princess go? Did we not she have an a crocodile, I suppose. That's crazy talk. <laughs> but why is a croc part of this? Ah, uh, good, an good guess. answer to our question. Because it is thought to represent a deity that is linked with the earth, and its marriage to the local leader symbolizes unity. Can oh, you imagine stop. if the alligators were gods? Yes. Oh, my God. Alligator. Very weird ceremony. But as Luke was had mentioned, that the podcast kind of are starting to talk about the same things. Here's Bean actually interviewing the alligator. How are you, Marisol? Hi, good morning. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, 23. And what celebrity do you most resemble? Um, I don't know. Uh, so Mexican. Go. Nice crossover action. You didn't want to play the Pippa clip? <laughs> no, I didn't want to play the Pippa clip. Okay. I thought, that one, I thought everybody got tired of that one. <laughs> Let's go over to uh, Ralph Report and the jackpot slot machine. And Ralph threw up a meatball, something he thought Eddie would definitely eat. And uh, he got in a rude surprise. Is uh, Slurpee, is that a thing Eddie Pence would like to enjoy? On this National 7-Eleven day, there's only one way for us to find out. Here we go. Pull the handle. One Slurpee, two Slurpee. Oh, oh, God <laughs> damn you. I don't like Slurpees. I like the slush puppies. I like the... They what? Because there's a... There's Fresh a, hell is this? There's like a, frizz, a fizzy thing that goes on in the Slurpee. I don't, I don't care for the Slurpee. Not fizzy. There's no fizzy I never thing. liked it. I don't like the icy drinks. And I don't like Slurpees. 
Sonic has a slushy, and there used to be a slush puppy that were very good because they were more icy. It was more ice, and then the flavor. I don't like whatever they do with the slush, the Slurpee machine. What the fuck was that? Exactly. I can't. I don't. I don't. I've had Slurpees. I don't really care. For they're them. just the perfect. They're really just perfect. That's all. They're not. That's perfect. all they are. They're not perfect. I've tried multiple flavors of Slurpees, and I've each just, one better than the no, next. No, I've never really taken the one. God damn you! I don't enjoy them. I, I, never, don't, even, I, don't, I don't even get. We're them. not even the same species. We are the same species. of animal. I'm more evolved. You know, Drew. If you put a little bit of rum in your Slurpee, oh yeah, it makes it even better. Or tequila. Tequila it works. Does. But, you know, I, I get what Eddie's actually saying here. So, I mean, if you're older, you don't really find this anymore. But a Husk Puppy used to be a machine that would basically just give you crushed ice. And then you would choose the amount of syrup you had on it. And so you kind of made it to your own flavor. It's also caused me, like, almost to go to the hospital when I was a kid. But that's the good one where a Slurpee, if you ever just take a Slurpee and let it melt down, you're getting, like, you know, like the, like, three ounces of liquid and it's it's nothing so like i get what he's saying like if he wants something for flavor and the calories go with the hush puppy christopher um, no reference to a squishy instead of a slushy come on well i mean we ha- we don't have time for all of that i mean we could go over the icy versus the slushy and then my favorite the the guy on the corner that sells the raspadas with the little you know condensed milk anyhow he doesn't like slurpees uh, i don't understand why they are delicious let's go over to janky town Janky Town finally got their great white buffalo. They got Doto on the show. And Dave asked Doe to give a message to all the Kevin and Bean family. I have a message for Lightning, Kevin, yeah. Be- Beer Mug, Bean, yeah. or Omar, or myself, or Mike. I have a question for, for Lightning. Uh, Lightning, t- just tell Lightning that I wish prostitution was legal. <laughs> Why do you wish prostitution was legal? Because it was because the reason why people still have fun anyways, people still find ways around the law, and 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 then if it's legal, then that I, I guess if it's illegal, then pe- people more are going to be within 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 the, within obey within the laws, you know. And so yeah, just tell, you know, that lightning. I just wish it was legal, and 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 being when am I gonna have a woman being? <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say, why not, Bean? This is America. Why not, Bean? This is America. <laughs> so I finally got... Fucking Doe. Doe's hilarious. He's <laughs> best. We should have him on again. Doe is like an iPod on shuffle. You just never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. No, we know what's going to come out of his mouth. Why isn't prostitution legal? He, I, I think he asked us uh, that on our show. Did he ask us he, that? I he don't did. Know. He did. He did. No, no. He he brought up quickly when we were talking about the, when you guys were talking about the hookers because number no, I didn't make that one, but he did bring it up not to this detail. The thing I like here is if you don't know, they chose a public spot being a park just yeah. to be it. It also brought a witness, Doctor Rachel, just in case. Doto went crazy, so you you gotta respect the Doto. Uh, I thought he brought Rachel. He did two episodes because he did one episode with just Rachel and one episode with Rachel and Doe. And yeah, I thought they, he and brought, they were one after the other, basically. One yeah. after the other. Yeah, he brought Rachel in just in case Doe didn't show and, up. Yeah, exactly. And then he showed up to a park in the middle of the hood, which I never would have gone to. <laughs> It wasn't the hood. It was like in Orange County. It, 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 it's a hood. Okay. All right. And lastly on Janky Town. Janky, 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 yeah. On uh, on Janky Town. <laughs> lastly on Janky Town, Edwin got a call. It is hotter than balls in this fucking house. I have to fix this AC right now. So Beat up. We're going. We're going. Here we go. Janky Town, Edwin's call. Hey, Dave. It's Edwin from the Quitters Never Give Up podcast. You mentioned our epic loss to you in the cornhole tournament. We would be glad to do commercials. We've been begging you for a commercial. We would read it. We would do it. You never got back to us. But we could also do a double or nothing. Come on, it's summertime. Time for some cold cornhole tournaments. Let's do this thing. So either way, we'll either make it good with a commercial or we'll double or nothing it. Squish. Thanks, Edwin. Um, well, I believe... I believe the deal was for two commercials. I was supposed to write one and Beer Mug was supposed to write one. And then I got to Beer Mug. I was like, you better write it because uh, we need to do this. 
<laughs> uh, we know how that turned out. But also, I didn't write one either, so fuck me too. But Edwin, I like your idea of double or nothing. But hear me out. How about this, Edwin and quitters? Never give up. How about I do write one? And since it was supposed to be two, two uh, reads that you were supposed to do. I'll write one quick 30 second one. I don't even know if I can write 30 seconds. It'll probably be like a quick one. But I'll write one that you guys do to pay off the last match. And then on the next match, which I do, I want to do again. If you want to rematch? Cool. If there's a Jankso who wants to partner up with me, come on down. I'll play with anybody because I'm the best at Cornhole. Um, and I could carry the team. But how about we double or nothing that one? What We could double or nothing the 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 extra one that that we haven't paid off how does that sound does that make sense one i'll write because you owe me two so one i'll write and give it to you guys and you guys do it and then we have a summer tournament a cornhole tournament that we invite janksters and quitter listeners uh to and we have a good time play some cornhole have some drinks and then double or nothing on the bet which I think would be fun. Let me know, Edwin. I understood it before he started talking. <laughs> and, now, what and, the hell is happening? Can you let us know? Because we have no clue what he. Can you read the asking. AI? I think I bet you broke the AI. I probably yeah. did. It, yeah. Double of nothing is still nothing if yeah. you don't write. Like <laughs> we've been willing to do this, you just gotta write it. I know it's a lot of work, but just write that ad. Man. I will read a commercial, Dave. If you ever give us one, yes. and then we can. Double or nothing after that, I think is, I'm not sure what that means, but whatever you want, we'll do it. I don't think he even knows. But I, I think, I think the whole message is that we're going to have another cornhole torn tournament. Nice. Tournament. Yeah. Tournament. So we got to get that set. We got to get Janky Town listeners and Quitters listeners. Steve's got to show up and oh, yeah. we'll get this tournament happening. I was hoping we could get like other niche podcasts like us, like maybe also Judge you can get in. Maybe yeah. Rock Report is too big for this, but I would like to, would love to invite them, John. I'd love to get a yeah. tournament of a bunch of different podcasts. Who's ending this? Because it's hot as fuck. Let's go. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye guys. Great to see you again. Bye. Welcome back.